ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. What? It's early in the month and you're getting That's Entertaining? It must be a Marvel movie tonight. And of course, uh, joining me for the movie that it's it's called Thor, but really we all knew who the main event was going to be in this movie, is the one, the only, the incredible Mo. <laughs> that's a that's a great that's a great introduction. Have you been practicing that one? Like that was uh, that was good. You know, I mean, you just inspired me. Ah, I appreciate it, man. And, I appreciate uh, it a lot. Have Have I in any way uh, prepared you for this podcast? To give you <laughs> <laughs> that's my line, man. You can't be jacking my line. Dude, but... Come on, man. I need to. I need to get a tagline. <laughs> uh, well, no, you have not currently uh help me be prepared for this podcast fantastic <laughs> <laughs> uh so before we dive into thor ragnarok um mo you've been entertained by anything recently uh yeah call of duty world war ii you've been playing uh, that doesn't that come out like <clears throat> let's not talk <clears throat> about <I'm> playing, <clears throat> not yet <clears throat> i am playing it uh and it looks remarkable uh on 4K Xbox, Xbox systems. Oh, dude, seriously? And I'm very grateful. <laughs> Man, um, you just blew my mind. And I've been playing a lot of uh, AC Origins. Um, can, can that, just, that game. Can we just talk about how pretty everything looks right now? And you can describe it to me in great detail. <laughs> I would love to talk to you about that on November seventh. But um, <laughs> the, the embargoes are up tomorrow, so this is going to go up oh. tomorrow. So it's okay. Okay. So if it's up tomorrow, uh, yeah, it's amazing, man. It's so pretty. Um, I've been very, very blessed to get to do the things I get to do. And uh, I, the, the easiest thing that I've ever seen was how easy it is to move all your stuff from your old system over. Use a network transfer? Yep. Cool. And so I'm hoping that works really well for me. It's not everything, right? Like you can pick and choose what you want to transfer over, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I just moved everything over because my elite console, I'm either going to sell to a friend or I'm going to trade in. Um, and we're going to use the S because it's so small. It's going to become my airplane travel console. Well, the X is also, as you can see, quite small. Uh, it, it, it's smaller. However, I'm not going to travel with a 500R system. Like that's just not that's not a thing. So, do you travel <laughs> with won't... your phone? Um, yes, but how much was your phone? That Microsoft one, like a hundred, two hundred. How much did I spend on that thing? I don't know. Yeah. But like an iPhone is like a thousand bucks now, so it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. Something that gets that many hours of my life, I just don't feel comfortable traveling with yet. When they get cheaper, maybe I'll think about it. So, yeah. Well, man. that's cool. So, man, I, I I'm I'm jelly right now. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm excited to, because I'm excited to get my my hands on my own, obviously, um, and I will be I'm, I'm part of the. The normies, you know what I mean, getting this on the launch day, but you know it, it'll be okay. I, I I realize you know I'm not I'm not Hulk. I'm not Coach Mo. I'm not I'm not the man, but I, I at least I know a guy who is the man. That uh, yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> well, that's cool. So anything else that's so I know that it's been leaked out, and I thought this was pretty cool. Was that startup screen? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's very pretty baller. Like, 
the the fan service in this system is something that I would I'm I'm, I'm I want to say like it makes me so proud to be a part of this ecosystem. Like it really really does. So yeah. Um so I've also been playing Assassin's Creed Origins. Did you play it at all on your S or did you just jump right in on the X? Um I played it on the Elite and then was able to jump in on the X. Did you see that visual difference? Yeah. Um, so the Elite doesn't have the same power that the S does or the X. Um, and because of that, like, it's on a 4K TV. However, it doesn't have that ability. Um, and so it was a huge jump. Now, I bet if I had been playing on the S, that jump would not have been as big. But from Elite, I mean, you got to remember the Elite's still using, uh, what is it? Is it day one stuff? It's, however, it, just, yeah, it, has that, it has that really fancy. The hard drive. Yeah, hard drive. But that's, that's the, the only thing. Yeah. Technically, the S has a better processor. Ever made. So. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it is a great console, the S. It's, it's, it's one of those, it just comes out and it's, it's sleek, it's perfect, it's great. And now, you know, you can have it alongside with the X, which is also sleek and perfect and great and the most powerful console ever made. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll but uh, one more question. If, if I may, since, okay. you know, we, we, we will move on to Thor, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, <laughs> this, this is breaking news, so I need to investigate and do my due diligence for you, dear listener. Um, but with the Xbox One X, did you play it on a 1080p TV yet, just to kind of see what that looks like on, on an improvement um, there, or do you only have 4K TVs? We, we only have 4K TVs. I okay. know that's like such a first word problem, uh, but if you remember, we bought that one at Target that was super cheap. Uh, a while back and then that one became the bedroom tv because when we got a really beautiful samsung 78 inch downstairs and so the old 4k tv got moved up to my game room so yeah we only have 4ks in the house okay (laughs) um one more question i'm sorry i have to ask um so there is the 4k mode obviously that some of these games play and then some have like that performance mode where it increases lighting and things like that. Have mm-hmm. you kind of messed around with that yet on any games and kind of uh, gone one other, or the other? Other than the stuff I've done in Call of Duty, um, that would be the only I, I don't believe Call of Duty has a 4K mode. I, I don't think. Um, but I've just been playing it. I, I haven't messed with it at all. I just wanted to jump into the multiplayer. Um, I'll probably do the story tonight or tomorrow. Uh, I just wanted to play some multiplayer with some buddies who are big COD fans. Cool. Very nice. Well, I'm excited to hear more about Xbox One X as it releases to the general public. Um, you know, me. And uh, actually get my own hands on it, so that's great. Thank you for the little precursor. And this will be posted after the 12.01 a.m. Pacific Standard Time embargo on November 3rd, so you are safe, sir. From, awesome. Thank from you. Any- from any legal ramifications that may be blah, 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 blah. anyway let's uh what else you've been entertained by sorry yeah I, I completely hijacked your <laughs> no you're good uh i've i've read a lot of comics the last couple of days um we so we lost the playoffs last week we made it to the simis um and because of that i've had all this free time after school and so like i get home at like four and i'm like what am i supposed to do with myself and so i've done a lot of reading um i've Really enjoyed the some of the Squirrel Girl stuff that's popped up. Uh, the Hulk stuff, they are kind of splitting down this new alternate road. And I'm not 100% sure I like where it's going. 
Um, and that actually leads up to part of my issues that I had with uh, Thor Ragnarok. So I can talk about that later. So. Ah, I see. So it's yeah. for me. Oh, uh, and PSVGOT, the podcast that I host. That what does is that? Suck so far. It's, I'm pretty proud of it. Like, it's been pretty good. Uh, we had a, a great guest uh, the last, all three weeks, some wonderful guests. We had Donnie, the PSVG head. Then we had Nate, the Xbox uh, editor in chief for PSVG. Uh, you, do you know him? Nate? Um, Nate? Doesn't he, like, do Emperor voices all the time? He does. Really attractive guy. Uh, mm. Having a baby. Oh, he's having a baby. That's that's interesting. Him or his wife. I, I can't keep track. I oh, know okay. one of them is pregnant. Yeah, I, I've heard of him. Yeah, cool. like that guy a lot. Big fan. Cool. Uh, and then we had uh, one of my favorite writers, uh, Charlotte Cutts, on last week, um, who I found out she does not like it when you give her nicknames. So I had to stop because I'm huge in nicknames. So I was like, thank you for informing me that my nickname game is not so good. Hmm. I- <sighs> I didn't want to tell you. I, I try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, we it's a really, really fun time on that show. And I've been very blessed to have such great people like on and talking. And yeah, so I was, that's all I, that's all my entertainingness that I've had. Cool. Uh, for me, I watched Stranger Things season two. So that is in the books. And uh, that's, uh, that's one of those episodes or one of those episodes, one of those shows that is, it's pretty good, but you know, it's, it's so fast to watch and it's just like, well, now what, you know? Um, but it's the, the kids obviously did a great job acting again. The whole cast is phenomenal. Uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers obviously because it's pretty fresh. So it's, uh, it's definitely a great continuation of the series. I think the first season was better personally, but it's, it's not bad. It's definitely worth the watch. Um, also I'm caught up on Star Wars Rebels and that is still a phenomenal show. And if you're not watching it, uh, you're, you're, you're going to make me cry. So just, just, I'm going to pretend that you are all watching Star Wars Rebels because you should be. And Assassin's Creed Origins myself, like I said, but I am, uh, playing on the Xbox One S, not, not the X. Is, is Rose on Star Wars Rebels? rose so i have a star wars pop and the, the lady's name is rose i think she's I no li- idea i have no idea who she is i think she's a new character in the last jedi okay <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry pretty, I, wanted, I, I wanted to inject that because i was like i don't know who this chick is but <laughs> is anytime only- i see a star wars pop that is one that i don't own because i have a pretty i have a pretty big collection of pops uh does she look like a, a mechanic kind of yeah yep that's that's her last jedi character oh so that's why I don't know who she is. Yeah, you'll find out soon. Next month, you'll find out. Uh, probably January for me. Oh, come on now. I'm just joking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got jokes. Um, anyway, so Assassin's Creed Origins is fantastic. I've probably sunk in about 10 hours or so into that game at this point. Uh, it's got its hooks in me big time. It's the, the setting. I just love the setting. That ancient uh, Egypt. I've always been intrigued by the egyptian culture and super excited to to dive into that and uh i i've enjoyed what i've played so far um, have you gotten out of the animus yet in that i have that i i probably spent an hour out of the animus testing how far they let me run really yeah. oh when you actually leave the, the cave and you just keep on going 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to keep going there. They, uh, yeah, I they, took, they I took the camera like that for a reason. <laughs> I took some screenshots. I was like, I'm going to see how far I can go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And I think it's interesting with the Animus this time that you're... I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to... Yeah, you're... Obviously, this is Assassin's Creed. There's there's animus stuff, so <laughs> that's not a spoiler. Yeah. But anyway, uh, but it's it's fun enjoying it so far. That's probably going to be a highlight of my extra life stream. It'll probably take up a good uh, chunk of that. Which, by the way, uh, hitting the podcast feed probably the same day as this is the extra life episode special edition. Uh, just recorded that with uh, our buddy Kevin from Play Some Video Games. I like and him. Eric Thompson, uh, he's he's kind of heading up the Marriage of the Games um, Extra Life team effort. So uh, definitely, Where's Jess, no Jess this time. She wasn't able to make it. Uh, we 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 kind of got this put together late, uh, and I was I was uh, talking with her tonight, and she was bummed that she couldn't make it. But I told her next year for sure, and we'll we'll do it earlier than like the day before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Jess fan. Yeah, it was I miss, great. I missed some JB. Uh-huh. See that nickname? I hope she likes that one. Uh, she's not going to like it. She might. JB's a cool nickname. Jay Bizzle. Jess, I, I know you're listening, but you need to text <laughs> this boy and tell him, like, no, that nickname is not not cool. Unless it is. JBZ. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that about does it for me for, for things I've been entertained by, except for our topic for this week. So let's dive right into our entertaining thoughts for this month. First off, I know there's a big green elephant in the room that Mr. Mahoney would like to address, but let's save it for just a little bit. Let's let's let's, <laughs> let's talk about the other characters first. Um, first off, this this I was excited going into this movie. I don't know about you, but I was super excited. I was, and I I never thought I would be excited to go see a Thor movie, right? You know, mm-hmm. have you ever have you ever been excited to go see a Thor movie? So, um, the second Thor movie, I can't remember if the new edition with Jane Foster as Thor had come out yet. Whenever I saw Thor number two, I, I went in knowing that Jane Foster was Thor. Does that make sense? Yes. So, I might not have seen it in theaters. It might have been a, a year or two later. And so, I was like, oh, man, there might be a hidden scene like showing how she eventually becomes Thor. I was like, yes, this would be so cool. There was no scene like that whatsoever. Hmm. And so I was bummed out. Like I went in, I love the new Thor comics with Jane Foster as Thor more than I've ever liked uh, with the actual Thor Thor. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I prefer her, like she's a better Thor in my opinion. And so that one I had hype for. I don't remember seeing the first one. Like I know I've probably seen it, but I don't like it wasn't a movie I enjoyed. Um, this one I've been very excited for. I've, I've been patiently waiting for this day. So much so that I bought two movie tickets to see it twice in one day. So, You saw it twice today? 
Um, actually, I was so disappointed after watching it, I Aww. got my money back and didn't go the second time. Aww. But I'll explain why. Like, it, it's not against the movie. This was, in all intents and purposes, the best Thor movie I've seen. It's a very, very good Marvel movie. But for somebody who loves the Hulk the way that I love them, this is not a good movie for Hulk fans. So, I, And I'll get into that when we get there. So I don't want to ruin that right now. But loved the movie. As a person who loves movies, great movie. Okay. Someone who loves the Hulk, not a good movie. Okay. So, but you were jacked to see this movie? Yeah, I've been pumped up. Like today, the hours could not go fast enough to get to 6 p.m. for me to go in. And I got my Hulk, my Hulk and Thor popcorn tin and the collector's cups. And I got a cool little pin that uh, says Thor Ragnarok fan event. Uh, they played this sweet video with a composer that made me actually want to buy the uh cd i've never bought in like a movie soundtrack um and so I, this might be my first one Ooh. so i'll go to target and look for it and see if it's there cool so so i did not go to a fan event i just went to the seven o'clock uh, imax showing of thor ragnarok it was the first one available they didn't do any fan events around my area uh they do they are doing one at the same theater for uh, star wars when it comes out so that's uh I'm curious to see what they actually do for Star Wars. So it might be something similar that they did for, for Thor for you. Did you actually get, did they give you like a free popcorn tin and stuff with mm-hmm. your ticket? Because it was like a $30 so, ticket, right? Yeah, it was like 27 and some change. Um, and so you get the free popcorn tin and the cup. And then, so Lacey, uh, my wife, for all the listeners who may not know her, she always makes fun of me, like gets mad at me because I go to these and I don't ever bring her a cup. I'm like, but you didn't go to the movie. She says, well, it doesn't mean I don't want the cup. So they don't sell the cup separate. I'm like, what am I going to do? You gotta buy like, two I'm, not, I'm not trying to buy $20 worth of a cup and a 10. We don't need the second 10. Like, we don't need the second popcorn thing. Oh, so Luckily, it's only sold as, like, a pair. Yeah, it's only sold as a pair. Okay, yeah. And so someone behind me uh, was, I was talking to them in line, and I was, you know, telling my predicament. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to end up spending an extra 20 bucks to get this. And so this lady and her boyfriend were like, hey, we'll give you 10 bucks for the popcorn tin, and then you get the cup. I was like, deal. Like, I have no problem with that. So we, we end up getting the second cup. So I have two cups and a ten. So now she has one, and she can be very happy. Nice. That's the way to do it. You make a yep. friend, you do some deals, and then your wife is happy. Yep, I call it a win-win. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, how was your how was your theater? Was it packed? Um, it would. So I like to sit in the first four rows. I don't care which one. Uh, a lot of people think like the first two rows are nosebleeds because of my height. I can kind of just lean back a little, and I can see everything fine. Like it's not uncomfortable for me. Um, I know some people feel like they're looking straight up. I don't really feel that way. But this theater we go to, um, every theater has the recliner chairs that like bring the feet, the feet up. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And so, in my row, there was all of them were packed around me. However, I was in a nice little cluster where there wasn't anyone directly behind, in front, or next to me. So I want to say maybe 80% capacity in that theater for the fan event. You know, not completely packed. There was some space, but I was very – I don't like people sitting by me because I've got this really big wingspan. I like to, like, stretch my arms out. And so I was very happy no one was, like, directly next to me. 
Hmm. So. So. Did you you went and saw the one that was the reclining one? What what kind of theater was that? Uh, this was an RPX, so it's it's like an IMAX. However, uh, the screen's not as good. It's better than the standard, but the same level of sound. So it does have the the really pretty crystal clear sound. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Well, let's dive in to to the characters. Um. What did you think of Thor in this particular instance? I thought that he was he was a lot more likable in this movie than I've ever seen him in any other movie, any other Avenger movie or the other Thor movies. I thought he was like having fun, just kind of he he was a better iteration of the character in my opinion this time. Just like from the opening scene where it's like, "Oh, you wondering how Thor got in a cage and la la," just kind of talking and. I thought that just from the opening, he just had this different feel about him. What did you think? Did you feel it at all, or was that just me? No. So I felt they wrote him differently. Um, he was not the misspoken, broken English version of Thor that we've seen, where he's like stumbling on his words. This was a, a much better rehearsed, more confident Thor, um, which I I can give you some leeway to if you're writing him. As this is two years post the last time we saw him, you know, he's been on his own. He's he's turned down being king. Uh, he maybe he's done some growing up. And part of that is him becoming a little more witty or sarcastic, whatever it is in his personality. I, I can give them some leeway there. The thing I didn't quite get was the sense of humor took so many different turns. You know what I mean? Like, you know what you're going to get from a Tony Stark. You know that sense of humor. You know what's going to happen. You know what you're going to get from Cap. You know what you're going to get from these characters. His humor seemed to be, like, moving all over the place, where it made it two Guardians of the Galaxy for me at a couple points, where I was like, would Thor really do this? Like, eh. But I think across the board, they kind of tried to keep that tone. And that 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 I wasn't a fan of, but I'll, again, that's something I'll get into later. So, gotcha. So, what about? Let's talk about the introduction of Valkyrie. What do you think of that character? I thought that was the best way to do it. Like, you're bringing in a storyline that has a, a a a plethora of different ways you could have done it. And to bring her in first where you think she's just a slaver. She's out there finding people and bringing them in to get money. Then you find out, like, so the beginning, you're like, man, she's a drunk. Like, you're you're kind of laughing at that. Mm-hmm. Then you find out a little bit more and a little bit more. And by the time she gets that memory taken from Loki, she became my second favorite person in the movie. Like, I need her to be in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. You know, I need more of her. That was such a great job. Like that was a, an amazing character. Really, really enjoyable. Yeah, I thought that her entrance was great. Obviously, as she kind of has the the ship that flies in there, and then she comes out, and she takes the drink, and then just like walks off the yeah. ramp, and just it was funny. It was it was a good scene. Yeah. It had one of the best lines for me, laughing wise, in the movie. Like, if you want him, you'll have to go through me. We already have him. Oh guess i'll have to go through you 
I was dying. Like, I was <laughs> laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there was a lot of comedy in this yeah. one, I think. Um, but yeah, her, her introduction to the character was great. And as she develops later on in the movie, uh, I thought that she was really cool. And that memory that they showed of her, you know, as, as the Valkyrie, I thought that was really cool. Like just, there was something about that scene, just the way it was kind of muted and underwater Mm. almost. Yeah. That was powerful. That was literally like, as that stuff went on, she became, I I became a huge fan. I was Mm. like, I need more of her in these movies like she needs to become a central character like i don't love her as much as i love romanoff but she quickly became my second favorite on it, it my second favorite of the of the ladies in the marvel universe yeah all right well let's hop into when we first see loki which we technically see him as odin that so... whole scene was fan <laughs> fantastic yeah uh <laughs> so i'm sitting there and i'm like man why'd they build a statue to him because i i had spaced on the spell with the dad i, I literally i had kind of just forgot about that part then i see him watching the play and it's matt damon mm-hmm. and i'm like trying not to laugh I'm like keep it in keep it in and then i see him look over and see thor and go oh crap and that's like, oh, that's Loki. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, yeah. And so I was, I was in stitches. I thought that was a great way to bring him in. Um, and I loved the Doctor Strange part that pops up right behind it, like with Loki and Doctor Strange, like, oh, you two bit magician, and Doctor Strange, like, yep, and we're done, mm-hmm. and sends them to Norway. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty funny. That this this movie moves at a pretty quick pace, honestly, for for what they're mm-hmm. doing. But, yeah, when when we first saw that scene, and I remembered instantly, like, oh, yeah, because Loki didn't die. He assumed Odin's role, and I guess he he got him trapped in a old folks' home in New York City or something like that. But um, it was kind of funny because not only do you see, you know, Thor just kind of walking in on this, but he just—it's just Matt Damon. Like, why is Matt Damon— playing this like <laughs> caricature of a th- of loki and it's just like so funny the way that they're retelling this whole story you know it's from loki's point of view and i was just i love that whole scene it just flowed for me uh had me laugh and had me just i thought it was fantastic it, it felt like a loki thing to do right <laughs> yep see i was really like when i saw it was matt damon i was really hoping ben affleck was playing thor mm-hmm. um only because, like, those two could have just cheesed it up even more and, like, really tried to, like, outact each other. Mm-hmm. And that would have had me rolling. Like, that would have been, that would have been, like, movie gold for me. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. But I think because uh, he plays Batman. He's Batman. That would have been a little bit of a no no. Speaking of which, we have another, a brief introduction or high buy of the, the Warriors 3. Um, except Sif. I don't know where Sif was during all this. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zachary Levi's character, like, dies instantly. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's Fendal? Fendral? Whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. Which is, I... he just got cast as Shazam in the DC Universe. So <laughs> they were pretty much like, you're you're gone. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't even have, like, a line. He's like, ah, and then dead. Yep. But, uh, okay. 
let's let's get to the introduction of Hella. Uh, first off, that character from a villain perspective, I thought she was a pretty good villain, and it kind of had that whole family tie thing going on way better than the dark elves or um, the frost giants and stuff that we saw in the, in the previous Thor movies and just a really strong villain uh, with a legitimate claim to the throne, quote unquote, and just really, I don't know. I don't know what the word is for it, but I liked the, the villain and Kate Blanchett did a fantastic job. It's like she had, the look and feel and movement and everything else down. And she like laid waste, obviously to the Asgardian army. So it was just a really well done villain. Um, what were your thoughts on the villain? I, so I never thought of her as a villain. I, and that, I know that sounds weird, but her thing was she's a war commander. Mm-hmm. She's the God of death. And she's like, no, no, you guys have been lied to. We were once the most dominant force in the in the galaxy, in the universe, and all of these nations should be under our rule. Like she she didn't go out trying just to kill people to kill people. Like she gave those soldiers like, hey, bow, submit to the rule. I am supposed to be queen, and we're gonna go let these other people know who we are. And I just sat there like, okay, so she's got some bad morals. Mm-hmm. Then she, you know, killed an entire army. That 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 made her a villain, but very likable character because of the whole time she's she's pointing out like the issues. She's like, no, 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 no. This is a lie. Watch. Let me bring this whole roof down and show you what it's actually supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved when she was walking through all the trinkets in the vault. It was like crap, crap. Oh, that's okay. I love that's that she nice. when she saw the 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 gauntlet. She's like, it's fake. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I was like, this is awesome. Oh, so I really enjoyed her character. Really good character. Mm-hmm. And I guess I could see how you would interpret her not necessarily as the villain, but she's definitely the villain in this movie. <laughs> no, she became a villain towards like that middle portion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like, she's literally like, she's not just out to kill you right now. She's giving you all a chance. She's like, hey, listen, you, you want to submit? You want to be part of this team? Mm-hmm. No, that's up to you. What was the name of Carl Urban's character? Scourge or something like that? Scourge, yeah. What did you think of him? Like When he was first introduced, I thought he was kind of cool. Or not kind of cool. Kind of funny when he was talking to the, the girls on, on the Bifrost <laughs> Bridge and showing them his collection and not paying attention to <laughs> Thor. So it was another one of those roles that if I knew more about Thor... I wonder what he used to be in the comics, but I don't know why they made him a comedy piece. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were just trying to bring more jokes in. Like, that was a good scene. It was funny uh, with the whole dragon thing, head sliding in and everybody getting covered and stuff. My, even better was when I'm just a janitor. Mm-hmm. Like, just here cleaning up, man. Please don't kill me. <laughs> Did you like the uh, the Texas joke? Um, and Des and Troy. I didn't get it. You didn't get it. No. It's because he went to Texas. Everybody in Texas is big on guns, quote unquote. You know, everybody everybody down there is an NRA member, Mo. Don't you know? Uh, well, I'm not. So I, I, I did not know. <laughs> that's the perception. Um, oh, okay. Uh, of of it's the it's that generalization of Texas, right? 
Gotcha. And it's uh, just kind of funny. And then I thought the the name of the the guns was funny. Des and Troy. Des Bryant. Des Bryant and Troy Aikman. And, Troy Aikman. and then yeah. together they destroy. <laughs> I was like, that yeah. was actually pretty clever. Should have been Des and Tony. Destiny. Des and Dak. Probably couldn't afford to do Des and Dak. That'd be. Now, now you're sniffing up that NFL tree. Yeah, that, that's getting a little too close. <laughs> He didn't, at least he didn't do like Jerry and Jones, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, before we move on to the 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 big green thing in the room, let's talk about Odin for a second. So, in the comics, when he goes to exile, he sits in a cabin, and he basically like goes crazy and it leads to the eventual rift between him and thor and him and earth and and all these other things um and it leads to jane foster's character um and my concern is the way they did it are they closing the door on a jane foster thor because how else does thor become unworthy to carry uh, my horn, you know what I mean. That that was something that I was very concerned about when he when they had him pass away, because again, I want a Jane Foster Thor. So, I'm sure they could always conjure up a reason. Yeah, the Beyonders out there still. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, and one more thing before we get to the champion, um, Doctor Strange. He had that little little brief cameo in there. Uh, what what did you think of Doctor Strange being included in here? Kind of, it, I I liked Doctor Strange that? more yeah. in that cameo than I did in his movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like I thought, I thought that was pretty good. And an aware Doctor Strange, who knows who he is, is way more enjoyable than a Doctor Strange coming of age. Story. <laughs> uh-huh. So <laughs> I thought it was hilarious because it, I got vibes of Sherlock. When he first, oh like, man, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 two twenty one A Breaker Street or something like that, and I don't know if that's actually like supposed to be the address for Doctor Strange in in Manhattan. I mean, I don't know Doctor Strange well enough, but I just like that was that was Sherlock. That was that was fantastic. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. All right, so tell me your thoughts, good sir, on the Incredible Hulk. So first, um, again, so I came in with tempered expectations. I was expecting 20 minutes of Hulk, maybe. You know, I, I, I had to keep myself reeled in. Then we get to it, and I hear the name of the planet. And I'm not going to lie. When I found out they're on Sakaar, like a ball of happiness started, like, bubbling in my chest. Like... You take the feeling I get when I see cheese fries, when I'm holding hands with my wife, when I unwrap a brand new video game. You take those feelings. That is how I was feeling when I heard the word Sakar. I was like, yes. Yes, yes, yes. You're going to give me the Planet Hulk that I deserve. And then it went all down, downhill. And then it became a Thor movie, and not a Hulk movie. Well, it is a Thor movie. 
It is. But they butchered one of the best comic stories I've ever read. And so as much as I love the Hulk, painting the Hulk as a child drove me bananas. Um, and, and, and my reasoning is because the Hulk during the planet Hulk phase that I have read, that I have grown up with, that I love as much as I do, um, he is a self-aware. He is there. There is no more banner, I believe. Like there's a little bit maybe. No, I, I don't think there is at all. It's just Hulk. And he's intelligent and brooding and upset because he was banished by his friends. And again, we didn't use that that line of him being sent away. He left on his own. But even leaving on his own, there would be that maturity. Not not a child. And they painted him as a child. And I just was not okay with that. Because the Hulk is not a child. Like, it's a rage. You can't be a rage monster when you're telling jokes and goofing off. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like. Especially for two years. So I had concern there. Then we get to uh, Thor. I, I, I'm fine with uh, what did they call him? Game Master? Um, are you talking about the the leader of that planet? Yeah. What, whatever they called him. Yeah. Okay, they, went, they went completely different villain. Fine. Here, here There's one huge miss and two ruins. And I'm going to talk about those right now. Meek and Korg become part of Hulk's Warbound, which is more serious and more family-oriented and honor-oriented than anything I'd ever seen. Korg's story is one of those moments where when he has to fight his own brothers on Planet Hulk, and you made him a joke. They made him a punchline. And I was devastated. I was like, this is a great character with a story where he's suffering and enduring. And then Meek. Meek is this runt of the litter who's picked on and and bullied and has to fight and scrap for everything. And eventually leads to becoming part of the warbound. And he just wants to belong. And you made him a bug that can't talk. And I was devastated. Like, I'm talking... At that moment, there was a part of me that was like, can I, I just need to walk out. I don't even know if I can finish this. Because those are, those are characters that I care about. And the worst one, Hulk's true love, they ignored completely. I don't even want to mention her name because I'm so upset that they ignored a relationship as vital, especially as it leads to the birth of Hulk's son. So... That moment, the movie, I, I had to take a minute and breathe because characters I cared about just got thrashed. And that sucked. So I don't recall any character that I would even place as having a relationship with Hulk. Yeah, they isolated him. Like, I don't even remember who that would even be. So do you, the bug and the rock man? That's yeah, I know. Me. Okay. Yeah, I know that. Uh, they they form a friendship with Hulk and form the Warbound on Planet Hulk. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, nope, completely separated. They don't even know each other. But what Just, about the 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 birth of Hulk's son relationship? Oh, you don't you don't know about uh, Sierra? Uh uh-uh. Sierra, um, she actually protects the uh, the king of Ansar. 
um, the one that eventually she realizes is a bad person is is evil and is actually the one doing these bad things. And so she joins with Hulk to kill him, and then they fall in love uh, and get married, and she births uh, Sakaar. Well, that or, character, was she even Scar. in this movie? No. And that's okay. what I'm talking about. She gotcha. wasn't even in it. How can you how can you use Korg and Meek and you don't even mention her? Well, I think that maybe part of that is because Banner was still inside Hulk. And mm-hmm. obviously when he saw like the image of Black Widow is when he came back. Yeah. So maybe it's And I understood of that. that. I, I calmed down when they used that scene. I did. But I was I was not happy. Were you happy when Thor was fighting him and he was trying to be like, "Hey, big buddy, the uh, the sun's going down low." <laughs> yeah, that that actually had me laugh a little bit because uh, then like he just grabs him and he he boom 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 and Loki's like, "Yes, that's how it feels." <laughs> uh-huh. It's like I just really enjoy the sport. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean that whole battle was was pretty fun, um, but yeah, any what else is there? Um, that that you were wanting to touch on with with the Hulk. Um, I got to it. The the making him a child. Um, I was I was very upset about that. Um, the only thing that I I I found that I enjoyed, um, only because it could set up again for Hulk's son to be born. Maybe if they do some kind of weird mutation thing. Um, but if you noticed when he was fighting, uh, uh, Hel- Helia, Hela, Hela, Helia. How do you say it? Hella? Hella. When you when they were fighting her and her giant dog and, and Hulk were fighting, uh he gets bit and he bleeds. And so um one of the things that actually is on planet Hulk is that his blood was able to grow vegetation because the planet didn't have any. Mm-hmm. So I was th- I was like, maybe that blood infused with the destruction of Asgard will then form a planet. And that would be where you would get, like, an actual Planet Hulk. Because there is a comic line called Planet Hulk, not not the, uh, the graphic novel we were talking about. It's a different one. And on that one, there's different Hulks running around. And so I, I found that interesting that they showed him bleeding. And, and it was a quick thing, mm-hmm. but I noticed it. Because yeah. normally they don't show the Hulk bleeding. Yeah, I so. saw that too. Now, stepping back a little bit, when... Hulk was in his room. Thor said something about the colors, white or red. Just pick one. Did that mean anything? Um, it, I, I thought it was a reference to when he was gray and there was an issue with the uh, printing company where the printing was done improperly because of one of the colors and that's how he turned out gray. I, I thought maybe that was a reference, but I wasn't sure. Okay, because there is a red Hulk, right? There, there is a Red Hulk. Okay, I, just, I wasn't sure about that's, the, the white. That's a completely different person, though. That's uh, the Colonel who keeps trying to, the guy from Shield, the Colonel, he becomes Red Hulk. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I personally, I liked the the portrayal of the Hulk in this movie when he was just the Hulk. Um, it kind of fit a little bit to me when he came out and he was fighting. He could tell that Banner wasn't necessarily in him. He was just kind of being the, the rage monster. Um, the whole, I don't have any problems with, with that scene with, with them fighting in the arena. I thought that was pretty, pretty well spot on to what I would expect. 
Um, did you have any thoughts on that specific scene? Um, again, from someone who's who's read Planet Hulk so much, uh, normally it, it, in in the comic, it's Hulk comes out with Meek and Korg um, and the Shadow Warriors, um, and they come out together and they fight against this huge boss uh, that works for the king there. Um, and so I, I wasn't quite like I knew it was coming, but I thought maybe it was like in reverse where they would have Thor had been captured and been fighting. And then they brought in Hulk as the challenger. Um, but the roles reverse worked and I understood why they had to do it that way. Gotcha. What about the, so when he was in the room with them and they were, you know, kind of having a little fit with each other, you didn't, that scene you didn't like, was it the way he was talking or just, um, what was it about the portrayal that you didn't care for? It was again. It was a childish thing. Um, so the Hulk, then when he's Hulk full time, Hulk just wants to be Hulk. He doesn't want to be Banner anymore. Um, and that actually leads to a couple different comic lines where Hulk and Banner actually are separated. Um, and like, there's a Banner and entity living somewhere in a Hulk entity, and Hulk's just trying to be find peace. He's trying to be left alone, and that's what's happening on Planet Hulk. He just wanted to be left alone. He's trying to run away. Um, and not have to deal with this stuff. And so to see him kidding around and, and goofing off and throwing a temper tantrum, which is what that was, was it just kind of demeaned the character for me. And again, I'm someone who loves the Hulk. I've read hundreds and hundreds of Hulk comics. So I'm going to have a little more. I, I'm sure for the person who's never read Planet Hulk or read a Hulk comic or their only Hulk is Amadeus Cho, who's kind of a goofball then that, that was perfectly played into their wheelhouse. But for somebody who, again, has spent a lot of time reading whole comics, uh, I think I've got close to like 400 of them. Uh, I, I, I have so much invested that it was really hard for me to see him demean that way. One thing that you've talked about before that kind of relates you with the Hulk uh, that you've mentioned in the past is that, you know, he's kind of, he's a big guy and, He's kind of runs into things and things break when he touches them, things like that. And that's kind of drew you a little bit closer to him originally, right? Yeah. There was a scene when Thor was on the Quinjet and Hulk was coming that reminded me of that sentiment that you shared. Did you feel that at all? Uh, Yeah. I was like, oh, I've been in that situation. (laughs) Walking in the doorway, uh, you're breaking stuff as you walk through. Uh, so my wife already set up the Christmas tree. Um, I have knocked it over twice now, just trying to walk by it. So, <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. So that that scene, like he's like, he, I think he said something about friend don't leave or something like that. Or yeah, and, and like again, I didn't like that part. I love the emotion that we actually showed after mm-hmm. when he saw Romanoff and he's like, no, stay angry, stay angry, no, no, I don't want to go back to being Banner. Like that's an actual struggle I've seen. Like, I've read about that, where Hulk doesn't want to turn back. Okay? Um, and so that was powerful. Like, that got me. Like, I was like, that was that was a great moment. hmm Did we see, at the end of the movie, he was still the Hulk, right? Uh, I believe so. Because one of the things that he said after he turned back into Banner was that, you know, he may never turn back into Banner if he goes back to the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And, which he obviously did in the final scene, but... As I was wondering at the end if we saw him as Banner or not, and I think we just saw him as the Hulk standing there. So, 
Uh, I thought so. Okay. Just want to make sure I wasn't uh, dreaming on that side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's dial it way back to the beginning here, because again, the the way this thing, this movie opened, I thought was I liked the opening. It was just a, a good opening for me, and there was that the the fire beast, right? The opening scene with the fire beast. Uh, been... Suter, Suter. It's like S U R T U R. Suter, Suter. Well, I'm not gonna. I can't say that name. So yeah, I'm just gonna go with the fire beast. Um, <laughs> and he was been not banished, or he's he can't die until he fulfills his mission, or something like that. Uh, which we turns out isn't quite true. He just has to get the helmet knocked off of him. Um, yeah. What did you What did you think of that opening scene? I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was hilarious. I thought he. Like the whole chain thing where he was like, wait a second, I, I got to turn around here. This just keeps moving on its own, you know, the whole chain. <laughs> I, I I loved, again, that kind of plays with that, that this is a more jovial or funny kind of Thor. But the whole battle scene after that, too, was just, it was good. And it's, it's kind of what I was wanting for, you know, the original Thor when you saw that, when he fought the Frost Giants. But he just, you know, was using the hammer, flying around. He was doing all this other stuff with it. That's the only time we really get to see him fighting with the hammer. But what did you think of that opening sequence before you get to the Thor Ragnarok title card? Um, so I wasn't sure if they were going backwards. Like, so you're showing me something from the end of the movie, and then you're going to go back and set up the beginning. Or if they were, like, playing a moment that will lead into something else. I did not see it going the way that it went. Um when I saw uh, that that uh, Surtur was going to be one of the bad guys, I thought he was going to play a way bigger role. Um, I was like, how is he going to get linked up with uh, Hela? Like, how are they going to become a duo? Um, because, again, like, his purpose is to destroy Asgard. And so I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to happen. That was the best way ever. Like, they used him to bring in some comedy, to bring in showing the intelligence of what Thor has grown into. Um, and it also gave us a way to, when we when we pieced it together in the end, to save the Asgardian people, uh, which were more important than saving Asgard itself. Because the people are Asgard. Yep. Yeah, so I wanted to bring him up the time back into that final sequence because... I thought visually, man, when he was reborn, that final scene was just, that was really cool looking. Yeah. Uh, I'm When this movie comes out and I buy it and I buy the 4K and I throw it in and I watch it on my TV at home, I, I'm very excited to, re- to watch that scene a couple times. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just, it was, it was amazing in the theater, uh, but I'd love to see it at home and be able to kind of go back through and pick stuff out and, and look at the things. I, the the skill these people have nowadays is just incredible, incredible. Mm-hmm. So with the whole storyline, obviously Hela wants to reclaim Asgard, and then she does, and then she wants to find the uh, the sword to access the Rainbow Bridge, which Heimdall had taken along with a the rebellious. Asgardians or Asgard as we come to just think of him later. Uh, and then what did you think of how th- her whole storyline and how that kind of went on? Cause she was just going to go, she claimed Asgard, take her army and go conquer the rest of the, the realms. It seemed 
Do you think that? Do you think that was what her plan was? Was just going to go pick it all off and just complete the conquest? Yeah, I mean, again, as as the goddess of death, um, her her goal in mind was to conquer everybody and to 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 take ownership and say, nope, you're all flying under my flag. Um, I I I was very. How do I say that? I would be very shocked if she is actually dead. Like, I know we saw the giant sword plummet through her, but we also know how strong she is. Um, it didn't show me anything that tells me that she's 100% out of the picture. I I'm, I have a feeling that someone that powerful pops up with maybe a big purple guy. Hmm. Which, as as a tool. By the way, it's surprising that we didn't see him in this movie. Well, we saw a giant ship. We do we know for sure who that belonged to? I don't know for sure who that belongs to. It could be his, but we've never mm-hmm. seen his ship before. That's true. I was I was in shock that they they showed something like that because other than other than Thanos. The only other person I could think of who would have a ship that big would be the Collector. Which could be. Um, so. However, I do know that at the very end, so Thor will return in Avengers Infinity War, so that's going to be the next time we see him. So it very well could be mm-hmm. Thanos and how he gets introduced back into the Avengers realm. Yeah. And that could be the, the, the first fight. Um, a whole... Uh, a Hulk Thor combo versus Thanos could slow him down. Mm-hmm. That yeah. wouldn't be a bad story. Wouldn't be a bad intro. Be a good way to start things off, right? Yeah, because you get to start off with a huge fight. Mm-hmm. So, Thor Ragnarok. I mean, there's a few other things that happen that I think I want to keep spoiler free at this point. Um, mm-hmm. A couple big things happen, and I just want to comment spoiler free on one thing which was when he kind of claimed that god of thunder ability that was fantastic i loved it Uh, i kept hoping they were going to bring majorn back in but they never did and again yeah that that ability when they brought it in um that was huge i thought that was that's gonna play dividends in the future it felt like a in a game like you could build up your energy and then you could go to like God mode and have like, you know, all this <laughs> stuff happen for like a few seconds. Like that's what it felt like on the bridge. And ah, I thought that was just so visually really cool. And I just love like the music that they set it to and everything else in the background was just really well executed. Well done. And by the way, our Stanley cameo was the guy that cut Thor's hair. That's fantastic. Yeah. Please don't cut my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir. Don't cut my hair. Uh, that's good um, speaking of music uh, as a whole I thought the score was pretty good and they definitely had more of a uh, Guardians-esque kind of vibe than the previous Thor movies or Avengers movies so I think Guardians has definitely rubbed off but I felt like it fit too in a lot of ways uh, so I enjoyed the music and the placements I didn't really hear a lot of new music per se for this one, but uh, again, I couldn't. My ear wasn't quite tuned. I don't think to everything that I heard on on the screen. 
because uh, again, I was running on four hours of sleep, and uh, I usually am able to pick up a little bit more on that. But I think I was just tired, <laughs> and my listening went down a little bit. Um, but I'll still pick up the the score, and obviously, you'll hear a little bit of that on this episode. But uh, final thoughts on Thor Ragnarok, Mister Mo. Uh, I already tweeted this, so I'll just re-say it again. Uh, for a movie, it was a great movie. Uh, it was the best Thor movie I've ever seen um, out of the three. Uh, as a Marvel movie, I would put it in that top top ten list for me. It would, it would crawl up there. As a Hulk movie, it left me uh, very, very sad. So. Which is sad because for me, I... I not knowing the background that you have, obviously, uh, I enjoyed it immensely. I didn't have those problems because I didn't know those characters. I didn't know those relationships. Um, and it's one of those things where you kind of, you can think of it as, you know, these aren't those stories. These are maybe borrowing things from those stories, but this is very much an alternate dimension or whatever you want to call it from those, the comics that you know and love. Um, much like you know the DC universe is doing the same kind of thing with the alternate realities or whatever there may be some names that are shared but just the experiences aren't quite there uh, and just look at it as a different story um, looking at it in that lens may help you maybe enjoy this film a little bit more but carrying a lot of that information in with you and expecting to see that when it doesn't really pay off I can understand how that would be disappointing um, but for me, again, not having that background knowledge, just going in with, you know, the Avengers movies background, um, I loved it. There was so many callbacks to other movies. Um, you know, when, when Thor unlocked the, the console on the ship and he's like point break, <laughs> you know, it's called back to, you know, the, the Avengers movie and, uh, different, there's just so much going on that if you, you can watch this movie and enjoy it, not having watched any of the other movies, but if you watch it with all that Marvel Cinematic Universe background, so many callbacks to the Avengers, to Ultron, to the other Thor movies, and, you know, it was just, it was great for a Marvel movie. I thought it was fantastic, and I loved Thor in it. Um, I loved uh, the Hulk. I loved Valkyrie. I thought these characters were really strong and really great. Um, Hela was a really well done villain. Um, and like you said, she may not be gone. It's, it's hard to say, but I enjoyed what we saw and am looking forward to where Thor pops up next along with the Hulk in, uh, Avengers Infinity War. Anyway, that's, that's it for me. And for this uh, discussion on Thor Ragnarok, but what did you think, dear listener? Uh, shoot us a tweet at Entertaining Pod. You can send us an email, connect at that'sentertaining.net if you'd like to get a little bit more long form. And you can find Mo on Twitter. Where are you at, buddy? Uh, at Coach Hulk. And you can find me on Twitter at Voiced by Nathan. Well, final word, Mo. Um. R.I.P. Meek and Korg. Aw. My final word, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is this is the the season and time for uh, 
for movie blockbusters to kind of be coming out. We got Thor. We got uh, next month. We got uh, what's it called? Star Wars <laughs> coming out. We got Justice League coming out around the corner. Did you just forget Star Wars? I'm very tired. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. I got you. Um, so we have a lot of good movies coming out. So go check out these movies that you love and and want to see in theaters and uh, enjoy that cinematic experience. See it opening weekend if you can to enjoy that you know that communal experience and uh, just go enjoy movies. Um, but as a side note, my I just wanted to plug my Extra Life for a moment. Uh, you can find my Extra Life page at extra-life.org slash participant slash NT. And uh, that is the uh, charity event that I am doing on November 10th. I will be engaged in a 24-hour-long video game marathon, uh, raising money for the Children's Hospital of Illinois, um, which is my chosen hospital for the Extra Life uh, event. So if you'd like to find out more, go ahead and go to that website that I mentioned before, extra-life.org slash participant slash NT. If you can donate, great, fantastic, awesome. Uh, If you can spread the word, that's great too. Or if you want to get involved on your own, uh, we encourage that. It's all for the kids. Uh, Just a way to engage in the community and just kind of help bring some light into this dark world. So... um, if you can, feel free to donate. Every little bit helps. Um, maybe you can do your own stream and kind of get some more people involved. That Everything that you do to bring awareness to it, it will be great. Uh, as I said before, uh, just before recording this, I recorded a special episode with Kevin uh, from PSVG and uh, Eric Thompson. And we talked about Extra Life for about an hour. And that will be Simucast on this feed so it should be out right about the same time as you got this one and also over on psvg we just wanted to to share that out to all of our listeners uh, because we think it's important uh, just to kind of get that word out and spread awareness about what it is and help things out and i know mo you've you've joined me on my long marathon streams and kept me awake before so it's always appreciated you made me sing songs or listen to songs or something listening uh, to the musics it was a good time. All right. That's kind of long-winded. But, again, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you uh, enjoyed this episode. And we thank you for listening. We hope that you have been entertained. <laughs>